0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts
1: now. Hey, everybody. Good morning to you. Happy Monday. That's right. I said money. Because it's a day the Lord has made, and uh, Mondays are great, man. They're kind of a tone setter. Obviously, we start our day on Sunday by worshiping and gathering. But man, what if Monday was like, hey, God, let's set a routine today that will carry us through the week by putting you first. And that's what you've done by tuning in Morning Breath. Uh, we're so glad you're here. I'm Chris Johnson. I'm actually filling in for our beloved host, Pastor Dan Stahlbaum today. And I'm also joined with my dear friend, my friend. Pastor Brian Moore. How are you today, sir? I'm very well, my friend. How are you? I'm good, my friend. Thanks for having me. I love it. So just a little fun thing here. You know, Pastor Brian, I've heard you call people my friend, like just yeah. guys on the street. And you know, there's something powerful about that. The first time I saw you do it, I thought, I want to do that. You know, you've you've inspired a few godly habits, many actually in my life. And one of those is to, to, to call people my friend, because you know, the gospel is in the business of turning enemies into friends. That's what Jesus yeah. came to do. And so I think it's pretty powerful. So man, you see Somebody today, say hey, my friend. Just learn a little something from Pastor Brian. He's... Go with it. Yes, yeah, good stuff. We've also got Nick Clementson helping us run the show today. How are you, Nick? Hey, hey I'm good, my friend. Hey, it's good to see you outside of a drum cage today. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Well, we want to let you know a little bit about Morning Breath today before we get into reading the Word of God. Can you believe we get to read the Word of God aloud That's on cool. the airwaves today? What a privilege. Before we do that, though, we want to let you a little uh, know a little bit about East Coast Christian Center, about how to track with the podcast and the, and the chapters. And so Pastor Brian, would you let our guests know that are listening today how to do that?
0: Yeah, there's a couple ways. Uh, I would encourage you, the best way might be, to get on our website, eccc.us, and click on the uh, Morning Breath link there, and uh, it'll take you to a page that's everything Morning Breath, and so you could look at previous recorded shows there. You could also get a a devotion guide. It'll show you kind of where we're headed and where we've been, so you can keep up with reading the Scripture on a daily basis. You also could link to a podcast. Uh, Maybe you can go to your your app store, or if you have you know podcasts available um, on your phone or on your uh, iPad or whatever device you're using that way, uh, go with that. Uh, download the podcast. You can listen to the show any time of day or night. And uh, previously recorded one, I mean, you can go and find all sorts of cool stuff on the podcast options yep. there for you. Or call the church office, 321-452-1060, and somebody <laughs> would be happy to uh, speak with you about how to get a devotion guide. They'll mail you one, email you one, We want you to get on board um, with reading the Word. That's what changes lives. And so let's
1: do this together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we've got a couple things happening. Morning Breath is a part of the ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and God has really called us to partner with him to build a life-giving church that lasts here in this community. And we're doing some things that are really going to be awesome, fun, life-giving. Here we are. It's the first Monday in December. Christmas is right here. But you know what? In the kingdom, Christmas is every single day. God is with us every single day, and we want to point this community to that truth, that even in the midst of our mess, we're in a new sermon series that's going to start this weekend called My Perfect Christmas." If you know somebody that maybe is going through a mess, this might be a perfect time. In fact, it is a perfect time. It's always a perfect time to proclaim Jesus to them, that he wants to get in the middle of their mess, and they're going to hear some messages this weekend, Uh, and for the month of December, they're going to be life-changing. So we're going to invite you out to that. Um, That series begins this weekend. We also have something super fun on this friday night we have christmas on the parkway it will be snowing 100% 100% guaranteed forecast. How, how many meteorologists can you, can you quote that can give you 100% accuracy on a weather forecast? <laughs> but here's what's happening. The generosity of East Coast Christian Center, we're, we're basically providing snow. We're going to bring in a bunch of ice, and it's going to get crushed into snow piles and yeah. snow slides. And, and, you know, Floridians just go crazy when they see snow. And so it's going to be a blast. Um, we would love to see you come out. That's this Friday, 6 to 9. Invite some friends, some neighbors, some people who just need to know that God is fun and He loves to have a good time with this people. That's going to be what we do this Friday night. We also have this Wednesday night night of worship, we yeah. take the first Wednesday of the month and we say, Jesus, we prioritize you and your presence and your praise. And we gather all of our campuses, Vieira, Coco Avenue, Parkway, and all our generational ministries. And we just say, let's gather and let's enjoy the presence of the Lord together and, and give him thanks well. And I think it would set up your Christmas really powerfully. Uh, yeah. So come on out for that. That's this Wednesday at seven. And then last but not least, Shred the Halls, Metal Church, the first Saturday of the month. That's this Saturday at seven o'clock. Um, metal Church meets every month. It's a great ministry. If you love metal music or you know people who do, this is a great time to come. And this weekend is the is the shred the halls Christmas mm-hmm. party. So more than decking the halls, they're going to shred the shred halls. Shred the halls. <laughs> so fun. Anything else we need to say before we get into the chapter today, Pastor Brian?
0: No. Hopefully you had an incredible Thanksgiving weekend. You ate yeah. plenty of turkey, got some pie, got some leftovers, maybe, and uh, maybe you know you stayed out of debt on Black Friday. That would be a, a good thing that you yep. did. Um, Hopefully you're looking forward to a a Christmas that's going to be blessed, and uh,
1: welcome to December. How about that? I love it. That's good stuff. So we're going to be in a really great chapter, I think, for setting us up for having a great Christmas, and this is 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, but I would just say before we read, um, Lord, would you open our eyes, would you open our ears, and would you open our hearts, because love is too profound for our understanding. And we just ask for fresh eyes to see what you want to say to us in this chapter. Holy Spirit, we thank you for breathing on your word today as it's read. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to read 1 Corinthians 13. Um, we're going to read it twice. Uh, we're going to read in the New King James, and then Pastor Brian's going to le- read in the New Living. And so if you'll help me get started, I'm going to read. All right. I say to you, my friend, read, sir. 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely, does not seek its own is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now, we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. For now, I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Oh, man, almost. We're going to read it again. We'll (laughs) do that
0: a second time. Yes. All right. Uh, First Corinthians 13 again from the New Living this time. It says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noising gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is in part and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity." And that I know now is partial and incomplete. Sorry, all that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Mm. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these
1: is love. Amen. Amen. There we go. So good. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to hear things a couple times. I just felt like we should do that today. Um, when we were looking this chapter, things pop. Every time you read, and yeah. today I, th- I saw new things popping out, which I think is fun. Um, but I-, I wanted to just kind of defer and maybe get us started, Pastor Brian. When you read First Corinthians 13 in your studying time re- leading up today or even just now, what, uh, what was highlighted for you? You know, I— uh... Uh, for, for me,
0: uh, similar to you, we've read this chapter, you know, many, many times um, as growing up as believers and in ministry and, weddings. you know, weddings, <laughs> you do weddings and you're, you're quoting some of these verses. But what stuck out to me today specifically, and that's what I love about this show, is it's a devotion. It's not a, it's not a teaching program. We're not here to teach you 13 verses. We're not going to, yep. you know, line by line, verse by verse, just going to teach you this. We're actually just going to talk about what stuck out and what jumped off the page and, you know, or in my situation, what jumped off the iPad as I read it. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, in verse five, it says, um, or verse four, it it starts it says love is patient and kind love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude it does not demand its own way and for me that it does not demand its own way um just you know that stands out to me today like i i can get very um I don't know. I I have a process. I have a method. I have a system. I have a I have a lot of things that I've built in my life boundary wise. And I can become very rigid many times of like mm. this is how I like my whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I, I like meatloaf, for instance, a certain way. <laughs> yes, you, know, you like, do. <laughs> I, I like chicken fried steak a certain way. I like pizza a certain way. I like and that's just food stuff, but I also like my car to feel a certain temperature. I like my, my chair to feel a certain way. I like, you know, I have preferences about shoes. You know, I have preferences mm. about so many things and you know, this is a, just an encouragement to go, you know, it doesn't demand its own way. And in relationship, and this is talking about, you know, in relation with other believers, it's talking about in marriage and in family and in ministry and whatever walk of life that we are, that we are, in, as dad, and, you know, all the pieces of our life that, you know, are we demanding our own way? Are we becoming so firmly planted in this is how it has to be for me to do whatever it might be? And, you know, yeah. this chapter is sandwiched between spiritual gifts things. And so this is uh, actually in light of going, hey, there's these gifts that are good for you. And in verse, in chapter 14, it's like, hey, be careful about how you're doing this stuff. And this is sandwiched right in the middle. To, really, it, it is in context of of the gifts and and how we do ministry and how we do, you know, church environments and, you know, meeting together as believers and for me, I could get very rigid in how I kind of like to do church or how I like to approach God even, or how I like to pray or how I like to, you know, you know, say, Hey, my friend, even like you, you started this this show out, like I could just become habitual almost. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that's so rote and so ritual and so redundant, even if you (laughs) want to go that far. Like, I don't want to demand things my own way. I, I don't want to be irritated when it's not, and that's like the next, the words right after demanding its own way, it's not irritated, or it's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged, you know, and I, I it just was a check for me to go, you know what, what am I doing my way that maybe I need to open up and go, God, is there a different way I'm supposed to see this? Wow. Like, is there another way? Like, as you prayed, even, that we look at this chapter and see something fresh, see something new, not, we we don't want to just be stuck in our way, you know, wow. so, I don't know, that's challenged.
1: I love that. You know, that is challenging, and this chapter always challenges me. I always yeah. feel like, oof, you yeah. know, this is a little check up from the neck That's up kind of thing. Yeah. But I love that. I love God's invitation to go, hey, Chris, let's go a little, let's go a little bit more into the image of Jesus because yeah. you can love better than you are, and, yeah. and I'm going to help you do it. Yeah. Um, when you were talking, Brian, it made me think, you know, how we can go through routines and we kind of go through, you know, we can pretty much become robotic yeah. and even a little bit disconnected from— from the why and from the inspiration yeah. of our heart, and it made me think you know it talks in the beginning of the chapter if i if I do all this stuff and I don't have love, I become a sounding brass or a clinging symbol Now think about symbol uh those of us that like music, which is probably almost all of us there are there are a few that maybe don't, but um you know I love music. Yeah. When we hear a cymbal hit at the right time with the right level of uh, dynamic, whether it's forte or piano or mezzo forte or, you know, whatever that that looks like, and it it, it crescendos and it's well-timed, it's beautiful. It actually—I've gotten goosebumps from a cymbal played at the right time, at the right moment, with the right expression from this young man here in the room with us, Nick Clementson. This guy knows when and how to hit a cymbal. Hmm. And— when we go through the motions, like you talked about, and we just do it our way, we're seeking our own way, we're going through our motions, it's almost just like just always hitting the cymbal. Yeah. And it's no longer musical or beautiful. It's just, I'm just banging my cymbal. It's like the monkey. You've ever seen the monkey that just clangs the cymbals? You wind him up, it's a wind-up toy, and he's just clanging his cymbals. Yeah. Sometimes our walk with God can become like that monkey that's just banging the cymbals yeah. and not actually waiting and listening. And I think that love is the ability to... Listen and wait and get the heart of God and say now if how would Jesus do this radio program? How would Jesus drive down Courtney Parkway in the middle of a traffic jam in December? How would Jesus you know do all these things and what kind of how can I put his loving touch on everything? I do and that is the well-timed strike of the symbol and I think that that's the invitation and my life can become very non-musical in my heart because that's the music God listens to Mm -hmm. when we sing we hear the music in the natural, but God's hearing the music of our heart. Yeah. And that's what he's, uh, it, it's a challenge because you can look at this. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not loved nothing, sounding brass, clanging cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and I have all this understanding and I have faith and I move mountains, but not love, nothing. Though I give everything I have and even give my body, nothing. See, so we can do everything and it can yield nothing if we disconnect the love of God from the equation. And I've done it. And I don't want to do it. And uh, it is a very challenging thing. I don't want to seek my own way. I want to seek His way. And man, He just loves people so much. It's it, if you. Kept, I remember this one time. This is another thing that made me think of. It was Leanne's birthday, and we were praying over our birthday dinner for her. And I stopped and I just began the prayer with, "Lord, thank you for Leanne." All of a sudden, I did that, and I had an overwhelming revelation of how much God loved Leanne. Right and i just began to weep and i yeah. couldn't keep praying it took me a few seconds yeah, to yeah. gather my thoughts yeah. i went oh my gosh the lord loves this woman so much and yeah. and i just i want to love her like that yeah. you know when we get a glimpse of people's value and worth and how much god loves them we'll never see like god sees it this yeah. side of heaven but um if we could catch a glimpse it changes everything your whole world becomes like a song and uh, i think that's the invitation that this chapter has for us um to me I wanted to say this too, Brian. I love what you sparked in me just, and that's the cool synergy of doing a a program together like this. To me, I thought of the verse uh verse four, Love suffers long. Yeah. I stopped there and tripped over it and came back to it and tripped over it again and just yeah, yeah. tried to get it in my in my pie hole a little bit and yeah. digest it. Love suffers long. So If you are suffering in a relationship, many of us, we just go, well, I'm going to move away from Mm -hmm. suffering because suffering doesn't feel nice. I'm going to move away from discomfort. This conversation is uncomfortable or this person's attitude or behavior is uncomfortable. It's making me suffer. You know what? Love suffers. Love suffers long. That's what patience is. It's long-suffering. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it suffers forever. There are times when we need to speak up and confront. But I'm telling you, I I definitely felt challenged this morning by love suffers long. Sometimes I don't suffer very long before. Yes. I'm, I'm already starting to you know retaliate to my teenagers maybe for That's making funny. me run late for dropping them off in the morning. Yeah. Um, I need to suffer a little longer. And I think the invitation— is to suffer long when we when we truly want to demonstrate love to people what does that look like are you willing to get uncomfortable are you willing to suffer are you willing to bear one another's burdens and actually their behavior their actions hurt you but you're willing to take it because of the the value of the connection i think that is a challenging verse for sure
0: yeah you know there's such a uh, it's such a timely um message i i the season of christmas you know and we're we're running we're i mean everyone maybe not everyone but many people in the season of christmas are busy and you're you're shopping you're out and you're out in the community maybe a little bit more than you are other times and your routines get a little bit you know Clunky because you got to be here, you got to go there. Yeah. You got Christmas plays, you got Christmas parties, you got Christmas programs. You got you know things at kids' schools. You got you got stuff going on, and um, not to mention you know ministry things and opportunities and that sort of thing. And you know to to suffer long or to to be intentional about being kind because that's right behind the love right. patient, like right. long suffering and kind. Like it's not just hey just suffer over here and in, in in silence and and get miserable, but to be kind in the midst of that patience. Um, you know you're gonna stand in line somewhere. You're gonna you're gonna be out and about and it's not going to all work out perfectly like you thought it might or you, you know, intended or hoped that it would and are you able to be kind in the midst of that and what does kind look like what does love look like when it's kind right and cause it says love is kind like love is intentionally not harsh love right. is not you know um rude you know like these are words that are in this chapter you know they're not they're not boastful they're not proud you know when we when we love people and take time to go to see people like you're saying see people how Christ sees them when you're in line with somebody or you're you're sitting in traffic or you're waiting for a parking spot at the mall or wherever you're going to go and whatever you're going to do today or in the days ahead could you remember that you know love looks different maybe looks yes. different than than our normal day to day interactions with people because we're in a hurry and we got something to get done and we got to go do our thing. Right. It's actually being more intentional about the person beside you and and thinking about somebody else more than yourself. Right. And walking through life thinking, you know what, God loves that person and maybe I could prefer them before myself. I could hold the door for somebody. You know? I could literally let somebody go in front of me in line. You know, like that I I'm not. I don't have to be in a hurry, and I want to slow down in a season like this. It's slow hard to do down that. is the
1: secret right there, brother. Yeah.
0: We got to slow down in long enough to actually, you know, process what's happening as it's happening instead of getting past it and going, "Man, I blew that." Why not slowly process it on the front side? You know. Yep. Um, I, I've showed it. I've I've shared an example of. Um, you know, I've played a lot of baseball. I've been to a lot of baseball games, and I watch a. a, a 10-year-old baseball game, you know, 10-year-olds playing baseball, and it seems like a really slow game to me. Like right. I could I could sit beside someone or I could watch a game on TV even and go, hey, this is what's about. to happen. Watch this. You know, like you're going to see this. Yeah. And it's some detail of the game that people who don't understand baseball or don't watch a lot of it wouldn't see that because the game's going so fast for them, right? right. Well, for me, the game slows down because I've been in a lot of those environments. You've played well, it at a high rate of speed. Yeah, you've just you – I've played it more, you know. And so I can walk through a baseball situation and it's slow. You know, like I can do that. But I can't do that when I, you know, when I have two teenagers that are in a hurry to get somewhere, and I, I haven't been dad of teenagers before. Like <laughs> I'm walking through this for the first time. Yeah, me too. And I need to slow down sometimes. Yep. I need to slow down in many areas of my life and actually let the game play out a little bit instead of me rushing the the game of life, right? Like, mm. and I don't know. The, the I get into environments sometimes, and I, I I step away from it. And I go, man. That could have worked out differently if I would have just slowed down and looked around, you know, if I would have breathed a little bit in the midst of it. And I heard Mike Black, I was down in uh, Guatemala a month or so ago, and I I heard him say that one of the things that he loves to do in his children's program is let the kids breathe a little bit. That in their culture, the kids' lives are much different than our kids' lives. They're not sitting around playing video games. No, they're up at 4 a.m.
1: cutting stuff down in the field. They're out working. They're
0: out doing stuff because— that's how they're going to survive and their family's going to survive, you know. And so for them in their children's program to have fun and make sure fun is a part of everything they do lets the kids breathe a little bit, lets mm. them air out, as he thought, as he termed it, quote-unquote air out. Wow. And that airing out is giving them space to just feel loved and feel valued and feel appreciated. And so maybe we could do that. Maybe Whoa. we could let our, let our life air out a little bit more, you know, and, and breathe a little <laughs> bit in this season. And it might mean that you have to schedule intentional times to air out and to take a walk and to breathe a little bit. Um, that's what quiet time, that's what this program is actually built on, the idea that we could actually get alone and read the Word of God slowly, be still, and let God speak to you. God's speaking all the time, but we don't, yeah. we're do not we not listening half the time because we're in a hurry.
1: Brother, this is so good. I mean, <laughs> I know everybody's just going, oh, yeah, thank you, Lord, may I have another. I am. Yeah. Um, I am such a habitual hurrier. Yeah. Um, and I love what you talked about. And I was just in Guatemala. So, you mm-hmm. know, you were there the week before yeah, I was. Yeah. I saw Mike do that and it was uncomfortable. Yeah. I am uncomfortable <laughs> with sitting and being slowness, unproductive. Yeah. <laughs> and it was good for me. And I thought, and I just heard the Lord go, it's okay, slow down. And for me, slow down is probably one of the things the Lord has to say to me often. And it reminds me of Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. And it's Martha and Mary yeah. entertaining Jesus. Martha is in a hurry, she is frantic and productive. Yeah. <laughs> and mary is peaceful and unproductive but also extremely productive in the eyes of jesus yeah, because a yeah jesus was like dude there was one thing that actually was the most important thing uh i don't know if jesus would have said dude to, to martha but that's just <laughs> my modern you know paraphrase bro but sis my friend my friend, my friend. he probably said my friend yeah, he's it. probably saying what yeah, brian says yes he was probably like you know what um There's just one thing that is the most productive thing I would want for you right now, and that's just to be with me and slow down. Thanks for serving. But um, yeah, let's just slow down and re- reframe ourselves because Martha lost the love of Jesus. She actually thought Jesus didn't love her. Jesus don't even care that I'm over here working so hard and she's doing nothing. That's a, that's a pretty big indicator when I start doubting the goodness of God that I've disconnected myself from his right. love. And I've now just become a robot doing and doing and doing, and I've stopped just resting and abiding in his love. And man, God's got to get my attention on that all the time. I actually read a Bible plan, and I would recommend it to you, those of you that use you Version, It's called The Ruthless Elimination of hurry, I'm going to go do it again. I just finished it. I'm going to go do it again because I need help here. And um, it's so important that we understand that Pastor Dan said this, God often is running at 500 RPMs. And we're just spinning around like a Tasmanian devil of five thousand yeah. and missing a lot of really love encounters yeah. that we could be having this Christmas. So let's not do that. Amen.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know I the the last verse of this chapter. We got just a, a few seconds here before the break, but um, it says three three things will last forever, meaning they're timeless, right? They're not they're not containered by time, right? Yep. And we're in a hurry. Faith is not in a hurry, hope yeah. is not in a hurry. Love doesn't need to be in a hurry, Ooh. right? Good word. And the greatest of these is love. We need to make sure that our hurry does not move. Past faith, it's hard to be in faith when you want it right now, right? Like, but faith sometimes means that we gotta, we're gonna see it before we see it, right? Yeah. See it by faith and and endure a, a bit. And hope is something better tomorrow than today, right? It's out there ahead yes. of us, and these timeless truths that are gonna endure forever. We want to try to squish all this stuff in and make it happen fast. Wow! And I think the encouragement is is to go, hey, take a breath here and breathe, slow down, and hence morning breath. Let's take a break and we'll be back. You are listening
1: to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Cocoa.
0: Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321 321- Four oh three eleven
1: eleven. Hi, everyone. Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531, Barfield
0: Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. With buying and selling homes in the Melbourne, Florida area, Pineapple Farms is here to assist you. Pineapple Farms, serving Brevard County since 2011. For more information, go online to pineapplefarms.com or call at
1: 321-426-0081. We wanna be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, Because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island.
0: The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh-brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service
1: times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center, Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road, Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is morning prayer. Hey, everybody! Welcome back. It's really been wonderful and challenging and inspiring to uh, to gather together around the scripture and just listen to Jesus' words again. And I believe God's got something incredible in store for us this December, this Christmas. What if it could be the best Christmas we ever had? Why don't we put our faith out for that? And I think the way we'll do it is by abiding in the love of God. So I would like to, if you're listening right now, would you just pray with me? Would you just aim your heart at heaven, and let's just talk to the Father together about what we've been really looking at today, Lord, I thank you <clears throat> that you suffered long with us yeah and that you were kind to us and Lord we want to we want to mirror your heart, we want to wear the heart of heaven on our sleeve. there is a world around us that has no idea what it looks like to be forgiven, to be accepted unconditionally in their brokenness and that's what you did for us, and we want to do it for others. And so, Lord, we just ask you to enlarge our heart like the Grinches, but way bigger. (laughs) Help us to love. Help us to forgive. Help us to slow down. Help us to honor and value what you're doing and who you died for. We thank you. We ask for an infusion of your love. Let us receive it, respond to it, and ultimately reveal it to the world around us this Christmas. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Brian, thanks so much for your help with the program. It's a joy to do this with you. You guys have a blessed day, and uh, love never fails. Don't forget it. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.